And welcome again, my friends, to the Daily Gator Daily Thought Podcast. If you're left, you just ain't right. And speaking of just ain't right, let's lead off here with, well, today's going to be about the way the left and the right look at race and the way the left uses race to divide people in a very ugly fashion because the left is dedicated to destroying America and they have done tragically a very effective job of, of as exacerbating race, creating racial tensions where there isn't any, aren't any. And when race a few years ago was pretty much non, a non-factor, they've managed to turn it into where it's growing more divisive rather than less. We were almost home, and really I think we were in many ways, and we've gone from that to where race is injected in every, every, every possible area of politics, life, culture, everything. And, and it is tragic. So let's start here. At MSNBS, there's a woman there, Joy Reid. I call her Joyless Reid. If you've ever heard her show, you understand why I call her Joyless. Uh, but she has... Uh, her show is called The Readout because her name is Joyless Reed. And there's a blog attached to it at MSNBS. And the title of this post is Black History Uncensored. Ibram X. Kindy knows what true patriotism looks like and is written by a guy, another race pimp, race baiter, uh, Jahan Jones. And what he writes here shows what, what Kindy tries to tell America about racism. And by the way, this guy's making 20,000 bucks every time he goes speaks at a college campus, I believe uh, the number is. It's a little over 20. I'm not sure specifically what the number is, but Ibram Kendi is getting mega rich here by using America to bash America and make money and create bitterness. Uh, Ibram X. Kendi is among the names that white conservatives have homed in on in their years-long crusade against black educators and authors who address systemic inequality. In fact, what is the truth about that is, is America systemically racist, systemically inclined to inequality? As far as inequality goes, any country that is a constitutional republic where you have liberty and freedom, you have capitalism, you have the ability to build a business, attempt to build a business, there's a lot of factors go into that. Some people succeed, some fail. And the worst thing that's happened to America is that the government, in in the interest of trying to make things equal, have screwed it up badly. There's too much regulation, too much taxation, and it's very tough now uh, for a lot of small businesses because there's also a marriage between big business and big government, which the founders would absolutely be throwing their guts up about right now. They'd probably be loading their their muskets, quite frankly. Uh, But to say that America's system is just unequal and it can never be you can never succeed if you're black that's the message you can never succeed if you're insert your identity here and it's garbage quite frankly uh Jahan jones continues his book anti-racist baby has reached the upper echelon of racist 
angst-ridden politics with its frequent citations by right-wing lawmakers perturbed that Kindy um, has the audacity to advise parents on how to avoid raising bigots. Well, I would say that most parents left to their own devices aren't going to raise bigots because they're not going to teach people everything revolves around race, as Kendi wants you to believe. Again, he's making bank off this. Parents just want to raise their kids. Black, white, Hispanic, Asian, you name it. And they're probably teaching their kids things they need, like treat everybody like you want to be treated. Don't be mean. Don't pick on people. Don't be a bully. Don't put up a bully. Get good grades. Do your homework. Go mow the lawn. They're doing things that are raising kids the right way. Of course, Kendi doesn't like this. He cares about race baiting because that, again, pays his bills for his overly fat wallet. So this is part of the indoctrination process that he complains about, but it's actually the one doing the indoctrination. He's actually the racist. He's actually the one using uh, racist language. Now, he may not actually be a racist. He's just using it because this is a tool how to get rich. He's a scam artist, okay? He's a used car salesman and a televangelist. If they had a baby, it would look like Ibram Kendi. Uh, Kendi doesn't merely address the racist indoctrination of American children. Again, the idea that all white people are raising racists right now. Absolute horse manure. I'll be nice. I won't use that S word. His work strips down the mythology built around the United States founding fathers to reveal injurious, self-interested men, and he nails down why it is that adults are so motivated to invest in this mythology. See, what he's telling kids is America's racist. It's always been racist, it, period. If there's white people involved, especially white men, then it, it's going to be racist. He's teaching all white people are racist. The founders are racist. America's racist. The Constitution's racist. Everything they face in life is racist. So they can't possibly ever overcome that unless, of course, they continue to pay him $20,000 to spew the BS he spews on college campuses across America and buy his books, of course, that teach you you're a victim, be bitter, be bitter, be bitter, and be a victim, and then be a bitter victim. And now moving on a little bit. Uh, the, the writer, Jahan Jones, continues to, he says, that's why for today's installment of Black History Uncensored, our series celebrating black authors targeted by right-wing bands. And let me stop right there. Right-wing bands. You hear this all the time about the school district, DeSantis and other governors saying, no, we don't want that in our school libraries. Parents. I mean, parents being involved with the education of our kids, what could be more racist than that, right? Even though a large number of people I heard give really eloquent speeches against some books and some things being taught like critical race theory in schools and the transgender uh, ideology and all that being, being taught, we're black people. Uh, but Jahan Jones doesn't get that. But he continues to use this term, right-wing bans. DeSantis is banning. This one's banning. Parents want to ban this. Banning, if a book is banned, you're not able to buy it. Under law. You couldn't go to Amazon or Walmart 
uh, or barnesandnoble.com or any other bookstore. You couldn't go online, go in person. Uh, you couldn't order any books that are banned because these books aren't banned. Saying a book doesn't belong in a library, a school library, where you have kids from five, six, seven, eight years old, doesn't mean the book's banned. It means that the parents have said this is not appropriate. And if you've watched these, the tapes, the recordings of some of the school uh, school meetings about what is proper, what is age appropriate for children, it's odd because so many times a parent, or sometimes even the kids, have gotten up to read a portion of the book that they think should be banned from the school, not from America, but but not include in school libraries. I mean, if parents want to buy it, parents can buy it. But in more than one of these, they, they start to read from the book, the objectionable content, content excuse me, uh, and the people in the school board or whoever's having the meeting will say, whoa, whoa, there's children in here. You can't be reading that. Why can't you read around kids? I thought this is, this is fine to be in the school library. How odd that they would not want it read around children. How odd that wife damn phone will not stop ringing suddenly. All right, let's get back to this, my friends. Uh, but this gentleman, Jahan Jones, is writing about this Ibram X. Kendi, who is a race baiter. He gets paid because he gives speeches. He writes books telling people how racist and ugly and bad and white supremacist America is. And he wrote a piece called What to an American is the Fourth of July? And of course, it's bashing the holiday, bashing America, bashing the founders. Because again, this guy has to divide people, anger people, and make them feel like victims. That's how that's what he is selling. He's selling bile, basically. Uh, Kendi begins the piece framing the founding fathers' ambitions of creating a republic as inherently exclusionary which again is false. Everything that's good today, the ending of slavery, Jim Crow, segregation, all the bad stuff, uh, women not being able to vote, not women not being truly equal, those things are all gone. What killed those things? Our constitution through amendments. We have moved forward and forward and forward in this country at every turn. And yet people like Ibram Kendi don't want you to know that. They want you to feel, again, if you're a black person, you're a victim. Imagine the kind of scumbag that would seek to instill that feeling of perpetual victimhood into people. Targeting people because of their race to feel like they have no hope, no chance. That where they live, everyone hates them. It's all racism. Everything bad's racism. It is an ugly and despicable message because Kendi is an un, a ugly and despicable person, quite frankly. Uh, he notes that John Adams' use of the term or struggle in a 1776 letter to his wife suggested that the white guys who fought against British imperialism weren't concerned with many freedoms aside from their own as white men. In doing this, Kendi immediately contradicts efforts to portray these framers as, uh, in, in, or as pursuing true democracy. Well, they were pursuing a republic, a democratic republic, which is much different than a democracy. 
democracy is what people like Kindy want, where it's mob rule. We don't have mob rule. We consecrated and swore to protect in our constitution individual rights, God-given rights, natural rights. These are fact. These are things that Kindy doesn't believe in. Understand that, please. Uh, Kindy also writes, as we all know today, wealthy white Americans men did not stop rebelling when they won the revolution, uh, when they gained the power to protect their declared independence. They continued to rebel to keep their power. They, the patriots, the rest of us have continued our rebellious our rebellions because we have yet to gain the power to be free. The resisting rest of us, the unpatriotic, Kendi writes. The thing is, notice how he frames it. They have yet to gain the power to be free because they can't be a free people because America's so inherently and overwhelmingly racist. That's not true. Anybody who knows what America's about knows that isn't true. Anybody who sees the interaction of people all over the place. We are the most racially diverse, most tolerant, by far the most tolerant racially and, and uh, diverse country on earth. And until a few years ago, everybody was caring less and less and less about race. Obama did a lot of damage to that. Now, Biden's doing damage. The Democrats have done damage uh as much as they can to divide people their power relies on dependent people dependent to the government and if you feel you're a victim and have no chance no hope no real good outlook you're going to look for somebody to protect you and they're telling you basically the state can do it that's the ultimate message here but you've got to have people like kindy who go out and and teach people that they're they're just perpetual victims. It is sickening and pathetic, quite frankly. Uh, Jahan Jones continues, whereas many people, particularly those who want to ban his work, again, no one is seeking to ban his books. No one. That's a lie. The people who ban things are on the left. People like Jahan Jones and Ibram Kendai. They're the people who ban things. Cuba. Everyone can read in Cuba. It's a paradise. Yeah, and they can tell you what you can and can't read, too. The book bans come from the left, my friends, not the right. Don't, don't forget that. They put those in there so, to, again, cement that image you're supposed to have that America is, is irrevocably wrecked and a terrible place and racist. That's what critical race theory teaches. That's why so many people don't want to talk. They don't want white kids taught that they're oppressors and bad people somehow, that their parents are bad people, that their grandparents are bad people. They don't want to be judged by their skin color. And that's what CRT does. That's why it's so venomous and destructive, frankly. <laughs> and whereas many people, particularly those who want to ban his work, compare patriotism with silence about historical and ongoing mistreatment by U.S. institutions, Kendi encourages a different tax. Uh, no one conflates patriotism with, with silence. The only people who want silence, again, are on the left, not the right. Not in the middle, on the left, the far left. In the 2019 piece for The Atlantic, posted on the 4th of July, Kendi wrote, On this 4th of July, the rest of us and our wealthy white male allies see the white men are all 
they're all racist and bigoted and 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 they're terrible and they're rich and we have nothing divide 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 should be celebrating our ongoing struggles for freedom and not celebrating as if we are free again if you're black you don't have any, any rights that's the message america oppresses you to the point where you don't have any rights that's insane my friends we should be celebrating our disobedience, turbulence, insolence, and discontent about any inequities and injustices in all forms. We should be celebrating our form of patriotism that they call unpatriotic, our historical struggle to extend power and freedom to every single American. This is our American project. Again, all of what I told you in a nutshell, that's what they, that's what they teach. You're not free. You have no rights. They're oppressing you. They hate you. What a what a sick thing to teach. Truly, truly sick. Now, you can go read the rest of that at uh, MSNBS, I'm sorry, MSNBC.com, uh, the readout blog. And I suppose you can enter Jahan Jones or Ibram X. Kendi, and you'll get to the, the appropriate piece. Now, let's look at America for me. A different tact, my friends. Let's talk about a salon piece. Salon, where bad writers go to be really bad. Uh, who wrote this screed here? Let me see. Jeff Cohen wrote it. Uh, construction paper and crayons, I imagine he used. Uh, but he writes, when Ron DeSantis was asked by a Fox News host two years ago if the United States is systemically racist, the Florida governor quickly responded, it's a bunch of horse manure. He's right. He said it too nicely. Uh, Harry Truman probably would have been more colorful, colorful in the language. DeSantis went on to boast that he had banned such ideas in Florida's school. Boisterously banned, again, here we go with the book ban. Listen carefully how Salon writes this, boisterously banning books. Again, there are no book bans. Parents saying, I don't, we don't want our children to be able to read this book unless we choose to go buy it and read to them from it. We don't think this is appropriate for kids. That's a parent being a parent. Period. It's not banning books. The left cannot stop lying because not only do they not value the truth, they have news. The, 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 the truth is often their enemy. Uh, but boisterously banning books, educational curricula, and college programs that address racism or LGBTQ dignity, whatever the hell that is, or both with added bigotry toward queer writers of color like James Baldwin and Audre Lorde, DeSantis is building his national anti-woke profile as he seems to be reading a presidential campaign against his former hero, Donald Trump. Again, see, DeSantis is evil. He's trying to take rights from parents. He's trying to, to make the country into this place that doesn't have any respect for gay people or black people or transgender people. No, again, parents are fed up and tired of having the screwed up garbage that is in a lot of these books. In school libraries that small children can get a hold of. In other words, parents don't like it. And guess what? They're the parents. 
I know under leftism, parents don't really count, but in reality, they do. Uh, a Yale history and Harvard Law graduate, DeSantis briefly taught high school history after Yale. So even DeSantis probably agrees that U.S. slavery was systemic racism. And I'm somewhat certain that he agrees that legally enforced Jim Crow racial discrimination uh, was systemic racism, including Florida's toxic racial oppression bylaw that lasted for 100 years after the Civil War. Uh, I'm sure he agrees that slavery was, was wrong and that Jim Crow was wrong, but he's not trying to bring those back. And certainly, by Florida law, those things have to be taught. So if a school wanted to not teach it, they couldn't. They would have to. Uh, so to say that DeSantis is trying not to teach history or teaching only certain parts is absolute garbage. Again, the left lies. As late as 1967, 60 miles from where DeSantis would later grow up, a law was enacted by the city of Sarasota that stated, Whenever members of two or more races shall be upon any public bathing beach within the corporate limits of the city of Sarasota, it shall be the duty of the chief of police or other officer in charge of the public forces of the city with the assistance of such police forces to clear the area involved uh, of all members of all races present. Well, I don't know the validity of that. Let's, let's assume it's true. That's 1967, 60 years ago, well, pushing 60 years ago. Uh, what does that have to do with Ron DeSantis? Nothing. Does he support that kind of thing? Of course not. But it's got to be put in there, again, noting that DeSantis would later up only 60 miles from here. See? Again. That's how the left tricks you. Governor DeSantis, who dislikes questioning from actual journalists as opposed to Fox News hosts, again, just a cheap shot, doesn't add or subtract anything, this shows you where the author of this piece is coming from, seems bent on writing white fragility, made-up term, anger and grievance into the White House. He should be confronted at every opportunity to answer a simple question. Uh, if it's currently horse manure, when did systemic racism end in our country? Well, look around, fool. Civil Rights Act, Voting Rights Act, 13th Amendment, 14th Amendment, ending Jim Crow, ending segregation, ending poll taxes. Uh, how many examples do you need? And, and just go around and look around at how people interact. They don't care if they're white or black. They don't care if they're Hispanic. Most people just don't care. You're always going to have a few bigots in the world. They're probably going to write for Salon. And they're probably going to be wrong about how bad America is. This guy is one who wants to see America as deeply, inherently, and irrevocably flawed. And, because they really believe America has to be torn down and rebuilt. Because we'll just never get it right. And I guarantee you if they get their way and tear it down, all those liberties we have all of us they ain't coming back so understand where this person is coming from if his answer is in 1964 he writes when congress passed the landmark civil rights act the sentence should be directed to sarasota's uh 67 city ordinance if his answer is that it ended in the 2008 election of barack obama 
Uh, he should be asked to explain persistent patterns of racial discrimination that outlived the Obama presidency, such as racial segregation in housing. There is no legal segregation in housing anymore. Uh, and wide-ranging barriers to black home ownership, like redlining and predatory bank lending. See, everything's racist against you if you're black. I guarantee you click on the links here, and I urge you to go read it and click on the links. You're going to find nothing but left-wing horse hockey. That's also systemic racism, and it's happened in both the North and the South, as New Day, uh, Newsday showed recently in the exhaustive study of discrimination faced by potential homeowners of color on Long Island, New York. Today, racially segregated neighborhoods lead to segregated schools with people of color systemically offered uh, inferior educational opportunities. The highest percentage of predominantly single-race schools in 2021 school year were found not in the South, but in the Northeast and Midwest. <laughs> Who's in charge there? Oh, yeah, the Northeast is going to be liberal Democrats. The Midwest, let me see, Chicago, Milwaukee, Missouri, St. Louis, Kansas City. Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of liberals in control in those places, too. You might want to look who's running the schools and not blame racism. You might want to blame the Democratic Party. But then again, you would be in search of the truth. And this goofball obviously isn't. Uh, environmental racism, made up term, complete bullshit, made up term, meanwhile is a long-standing and enduring in our country is pollution. No, pollution's racist now. And cancer-causing industries hit communities of color disproportionately causing death and disease compounded by the pervasive racial disparities and the provision of medical care. See? If you're black and you believe this guy, you feel like you have no hope and they want you to believe that because they want to be divisive as they can and they want to rip the country apart, my friends. Uh, DeSantis hopes to run for president as a law and order candidate with the endorsements of police unions. He should be asked about criminal justice and police practices that systemically treat black citizens and other people of color differently and worse than whites. I don't think there's any evidence of that. If you really look at it, fact is the vast majority, well, the vast majority, the the va the majority or almost majority of violent crimes are committed by black people. I'm sorry, and most of their victims, by the way, are black too. That must be Ron DeSantis's fault too, right? Or maybe Donald Trump's, or just uh, systemic racism, right? No, it's the fault of many things that, like uh, like what the government's done to black families where black fathers are, and, and black male role models are extremely rare in black communities and growing more rare. It's not good for children to grow up without a father, not for the boys, not for the girls. That's all Democrats, my friend. Republicans haven't done those things. That's been Democrats that have caused that. And a lot of it comes from this equality now this race baiting like this clown is uh is highlighting as necessary and people like DeSantis and others oppose it and rightfully so I look forward to the day when every black person in America will go to the polls and go you know we've been voting Democrat a long time and they keep telling us how bad stuff is yet they never fix anything hmm maybe I should not vote for 
people with D's by their name anymore. Uh, that's a present-day problem as shown in study after study across the country. After the police shooting of 18-year-old Michael Brown, for example, uh, the U.S. Justice Department, Justice Department, the Obama Justice Department, Eric Holder ran it, uh, investigated the Ferguson, Missouri Police Department and found that racial bias in the city's need for revenue resulted in routine constitutional violations that disproportionately affected African Americans with officers stopping people without reasonable suspicion, arresting them without probable, probable cause, and using unreasonable force against them. I don't know what that study showed. If the, if the Obama Justice Department did, it probably wasn't good uh, because a lot of bias. But the Obama Justice Department did investigate the shooting of Michael Brown, and guess what? They found it 100% absolutely justified that the officer uh, used lethal force because Michael Brown was actively trying to kill him. Yet they don't mention that in this piece. That's convenient. So grand jury, DA, the U.S. Department of Justice, uh, grand jury all said the officer, Darren, Darren Wilson was his name, was completely justified in what he did did not do anything wrong in the killing of michael brown yet after that they continue to use michael brown as some 18 year old church choir member who was just looking forward to head on to college and he just mowed down in the street no he wasn't he strong committed strong arm robbery he was a suspect the officer attempted to stop him and talk to him about that he attacked the officer, tried to take him gun, take his gun, attacked him again, and he was fatally shot trying to kill Officer Darren Wilson. And there were several you know, witnesses that uh, were all black, and they testified to exactly that. It was a completely justified shooting. But you're not going to get that at Salon because that doesn't fit their narrative. All about narratives. Uh, when DeSantis was re-elected governor last November in a landslide, he received only, oh, here we go, 13% of the black vote, according to exit polls. Uh, I've been spending my winters in Florida where it's hard not to see black poverty, despair, and segregated neighborhoods, but DeSantis looks away. Again, totally unsubstantiated, cheap shot. I don't know what the the Florida population of blacks is per percentage. I know they're around 13% of the population. So if he got 13% of the black vote, uh, that would, I don't know. And I don't even trust his numbers on exit polls because certainly Hispanics people, uh, Miami-Dade voted heavily for DeSantis. So clearly DeSantis did not just appeal to white males, but to women and minorities. So I don't know what this clown is trying to say, but he's not doing a good job of it. Um, and again, black history is taught, all history is taught, American history should be taught, and again, Florida law says that you have to teach about slavery and, and segregation and those uh, tragic things that happened in our past, but there's the key, they were in our past, not in our present. So again, there you see two views of race, Ron DeSantis, who doesn't care about your skin color, and Eber McSkindy, who wants you to feel like a victim and exploit you for money. There you are, my friends. I am done for the day. God bless y'all. I probably went a little long or right at it. I kept getting interrupted. 
but I finally get done. See, perseverance pays. Three rules to life, my friends. Go Gators. God bless America. And if you're left, you just ain't right. I will talk to y'all tomorrow, Monday. Y'all be good. Take care. Bye and God bless.